And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Frazier and Dieter's Business Speed. I'm John Ray, alongside Frazier and Dieter, managing partner in the Alpharetta office, Roger Lesby. Roger. Good morning, John, and uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas as we uh, uh, wrap up the year, wrap up 2022. It's been a great year. You, we, we were just talking before we came on the air. You've had so many great guests this year. Well, we were very fortunate to have a number of uh, uh, good people on and uh, yeah. good shows, and I would welcome people to go back and look at those podcasts. Absolutely, absolutely. Go to Business Beat radio.com businessbeatpodcast.com go to the Fraser and Dieter website there's all sorts of places you can find it or on your favorite podcast app so that's right yeah so congratulations again on a great year but you know they say that we saved the best for last right John? I know they always say that and I think we did in this case right <laughs> Scott Hilton is with us folks uh Scott is um he's bivocational he's got he's he's a, a senior vice president at South State Bank and he is the incoming uh, a Georgia House representative for District 48. So just won an election there. So congratulations yeah. on that, Scott. Thank you, John. I appreciate that. Yeah. A pleasure to be here today. Yeah. Thanks so much for being with us. So um, tell us a little bit about you. Give us a little background on you and your journey. So yeah. banker, elected uh, official, tell us about you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, as the Bible says, the uh, first will be last and the last will be first. So uh, excited <laughs> to be the last show of the year today. Appreciate uh, being here. Merry Christmas to you and, and all the listeners. Um, yes, my name is Scott Hilton. I uh, serve the, in the Georgia State House and uh, our family moved to Georgia in 2005. I've been, uh, I did my M- MBA at Emory and uh, quickly got into banking after that, have been in banking for, gosh, almost you know, 15, 20 years now, all on commercial banking. So I uh, have the opportunity to work with uh, small business owners all across the North Metro, uh, Metro Atlanta area, and uh, love, love doing that. Uh, but also have a passion for public policy and, and serving others. And so uh, about six years ago, put my hat in the ring for the first time, was fortunate enough to serve in the Georgia State House from 16 to 18, uh, then went on to work for Governor Kemp. And I'm now back uh, serving the people of Georgia, representing District 48, which includes Roswell, Alpharetta, uh, Johns Creek, and Peachtree Corners. So truly an honor to serve, a, a real passion of mine, and a pleasure to be here with with all of y'all this morning. You know, we can't, we can't let you uh, just um, gloss over that time you working for Governor Kemp. We, we need to shout this out, Roger, because we're business friendly here on Business Radio X, right? And what you were – talk about what you were doing, because you were trying to – make it easier during that service you did for businesses to do business in Georgia, right? Exactly. You know, we're blessed here in Georgia. Governor Kemp is a small business owner himself. So when he got sworn into office in 2018, that was uh, something he was really fired up about. And so we, uh, one of the very first executive orders he did was to create the Georgians First Commission. Uh, I was fortunate enough to lead that as their executive director. We had a board of 18 small business owners from all across the state. And our job was to pick apart red tape that was getting in the way of small business. And man, oh man, was that a fun job for someone <laughs> like myself to really go lift up the rock of government and see what was underneath and, and what are the things we could do to streamline and make government more efficient and frankly, make it work for you, the small business owner. So uh, did that, came up with about a hundred page policy report for the governor. Uh, he's implemented uh, a good portion of that. And I imagine we'll see even more of that in the second term. Uh, but I'll tell you, you know, having served the governor during that time, really it was right in the midst of COVID. So, you know, toward mm. the end, we became kind of a COVID triage unit uh, for small business. And I, I'm just 
we're blessed here in Georgia with the leadership we have to have navigated us through that. And we're really seeing the benefits of it now in Georgia's economy, which continues to be one of the strongest in the nation uh, because of our conservative policies and, and keeping small businesses open, alive and strong. Yeah, I always think that's interesting. Uh, uh, what kind of what kind of policies did you guys come up with that uh, we were able to implement? Because I always love to hear the ideas from small businesses, you know, many of which are our clients. You know, great question. One of the first things we looked at is where does the state ourselves spend our own money? You know, uh, we've got about an annual budget that we of discretionary spend of about three billion dollars. And one of our first questions was, are we actually spending that on? Georgia-based businesses? Is it spent on small businesses? And frankly, we didn't know. We didn't have that data. And so one of the first operational changes we made is we now, as a state, track, do we spend our money on large or small businesses? And then we became very intentional about seeking out small businesses uh, and making sure they had an opportunity to participate in that $3 billion of spend. And, and since that time, we've really moved the needle in the portion of that spend that's now uh, more on small business. So there's that. We also took a very deep dive in state agencies themselves who issue a lot of rules and regulation and, uh, you know, that just gets in the way. And, and so we looked at kind of dramatically, how do we how do we shift that back? You know, it's kind of like that frog in the pot. You know, you don't notice it's getting hot uh, until all of a sudden it's boiling. So uh, how do we dial back that heat on, on small business? How about the, <clears throat> how about the area of sales and use tax? Because I know that's just a huge issue for a lot of our small businesses. You know, Georgia being one of these that has uh, what 159 counties, I believe it is, and and and, and going, and uh, you know, every one of those counties in theory can have a different uh, sales tax rate, and and so that becomes very very uh, very very difficult to comply with. Yeah, we looked at, at a number of tax issues. Uh, inventory tax is one that sticks out in my mind. Um, It'd be a great one to remove. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, I, I don't want to get a business owner in trouble. But there's one in South Georgia who literally at the end of the year, and he may be doing it right now, loads up a truck of inventory, drives it across the state line into Florida, parks it there for a few days, and then, you know, just to kind of get around this, this, you know, so yeah, Georgia's got to be competitive when it comes to tax. We've got to streamline it. We've got to make it easy. It's way too complicated. I mean, you as a CPA uh, know what business owners have to go through. And so, um, yeah, we've got to be on par with some of our neighboring states. Um, so we, yeah, that was certainly one of the ones we looked at. Yeah. Good. Good. So Scott, you are, um, you've got this experience in, in public policy, how how does how does that translate into your day to day work with your banking clients? Yeah, you know it, it's great because so many of them approach me uh, for a couple things. Number one, for introductions, uh, they may need help themselves with uh, Scott. I'm having issues with on a tax side with Department of Revenue mm-hmm. uh, registering something for Secretary of State, so I can be kind of the grease that greases the wheel to help them. Um, and help them grow their business uh, by dealing with with uh, things on the government side. Um, but then it just gives me exposure to a variety of industries. You know, when I served before, I was on the education and healthcare committees. So it just made you a much more well-rounded person uh, uh, to be able to serve your, your clients even better. And, and then, you know, frankly, having this platform as a South State Bank employee allows me to get out our brand. We are a uh, not a new bank. We've been around for hundred plus years, but you know, I think folks in Atlanta are just now starting to get to know us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we acquired Atlanta Capital Bank uh, about a year ago, and that was a big splash here. So uh, I, I think the bank is excited to have an employee who has got a pretty big voice across the state. 
That's terrific. And what are you seeing as a banker? I mean, what are you seeing with your small, your business clients, whether they're small, medium, large, what, what are you seeing with your clients and kind of how they're reacting to inflation interest rates that are uh, um, all over the place and up and down and, and hard to predict? What, what, what are you seeing? Yeah. So you touched on one of the, there's kind of two major themes that I'm seeing with my clients, uh, inflation and the ability to hire or find uh, good quality labor. So mm-hmm. on the inflation side, it's, it's a function of, can you pass along those costs? Most of my clients are, there's a few that are in industries that make it tough to, to pass along those costs. Uh, most have, and so it, it kind of further contributes to inflation. Uh, but the thing I hear most often from folks is Scott, I just can't find people. You know, I'll interview someone and they won't show up day one. And, and if they do, I've got to pay them, you know, 10 times what I normally would, you know? And so that's a real issue, uh, in 2022 moving ahead as we change the calendar here to 23, I think everyone's kind of on this uncertain mode of what is the economy going to look like? The fed is putting a wet blanket on the, the, pretty fired up economy right now. What is that mm. going to do? You know, uh, is that going to result in layoffs? I mean, that's what it's meant to do is to kind of cool the economy. And and so uh, there's just a lot of uncertainty right now uh, that businesses are trying to plan around uh, of, of what, what is next year going to look like? I think we're, are, we're starting to see some improvements on the supply chain, which will transition to lower costs, uh, which is good news for, for all of us. Yeah, for sure. So what, so let's talk about talent acquisition. I mean, that, that clearly is a big problem. And what, I mean, from a public policy point of view, what are you able to do at the state level to make it easier for, for that, that problem easier for business? I mean, what, what practically are you able to do? You know, we have, uh, you know, one of these things in Georgia that I think, I think no one knows about, or we need to get the word out better about, but our, our technical college system in Georgia is, I think, mm-hmm. one of the best things we've got going on. And, and we have what's called high, high demand career academies, where essentially Georgia goes to the private sector and says, okay, what, what's the number one, number two, what jobs do you need? And then we frankly offer those, that education free of charge. So, I mean, mm-hmm. essentially in Georgia, if you want to be a welder, you can go to school essentially on us, mm-hmm. uh, learn to be a welder and then go out and, and those jobs are, you know, paying, you know, five, six figure, you know, it's, it's a good, I, again, I think it's one of the best kept secrets we've got in the state. And so, yeah, as a state, I think that's something we can do and probably do more of is, Hey, private sector, what human capital do you need? Let's get those folks educated through the system and out into the workforce. Um, yeah, because we're blessed to have Gwinnett Tech right here on Old Milton Parkway. That's right. Mm-hmm. One of their, uh, yeah. one of their, and and I think Glenn was saying the other day that their attendance is almost back to where it was uh, pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. So they were excited about that number. Well, and as we enter into a recession, and we are going to see layoffs, you're going to have to retrain a lot of folks who maybe were doing one job, and now the demand is somewhere else for software engineers or designer. You know. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's an opportunity. But I think a big plus for Georgia, and uh, we don't talk about it enough, is is that uh, now with COVID pretty much hopefully in the rearview mirror, uh, we are a big net migration positive uh, people coming into Georgia, coming into Atlanta. And so that just increases our pool right there versus if we were a city somewhere else where we were losing population. We are a victim of our own success. You know, I've got a good friend in Illinois, and, and I was sharing kind of, hey, here's some of the wins that we've had. 
And I think we've kind of gotten used to them, you know, and in other states, they would be so envious of Rivian and mm. Hyundai and, and some of these massive economic development wins that we've gotten. I mean, we just had a couple of big announcements in the last couple of weeks as well. So. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, we kind of take them for granted, frankly, but not every state has the success we do. And, and we need to celebrate that. Um, yes, the Cape creates labor shortages, but that's that's a good problem to have. You know, I'd rather <laughs> have that than, than the opposite problem. Absolutely. Folks, Scott Hilton is with us. He's with uh, South State Bank, and he's also incoming representative State House District 48. Um, so that's a, I'm really glad this point came up because we really do take it for granted, not just these announcements, but all the effort that goes into that, right? I mean, that all the years of effort in some cases that go into recruiting some of these companies to relocate or establish operations in Georgia. Well, and it's why we all live here, right? I mean, I, I, my family loves Georgia. I don't see us ever moving. Um, uh, but Georgia's unique in, in just our physical assets, right? So you've got the number one, number two port really in the United States slash world in Savannah there. I mean, and, we, ha- and we haven't even realized the benefits of that yet. Mm. Yeah, and, and if you listen, if you haven't done so, find a way to get down there and and, and sneak on and don't sneak on, but find a, find a way to tour. Uh, it's absolutely amazing. So we have the port, we have the airport, we've got you know mountains, beaches, you know any kind of climate or area you want. Georgia's got it. So it, we really sell ourselves, and and we've got friendly business you know uh, leadership in the state, which really frankly goes a long long way. That we're we're so business friendly. So you've done, you're coming into office, give people a look under the hood about what happened. So you get elected and you're going to get sworn in here in January, right? So talk about what happens and, and, uh, I guess what you're contemplating in terms of where you want to make a difference, the, the places that you want to plug in the, the particular public policy interests that you have. Well, let me let me peel back the the onion on uh, campaigning first. Uh, okay. If one of your listeners is out there, and I'd encourage if if you've got an interest in politics, make the jump. Don't be afraid. You know, uh, that's you know, all of us have got to do it. Uh, yeah, I'm a business guy, level headed kind of conservative, and I thought, you know what, we need more of those in government. And so, if you're out there and you're thinking about it, you know, feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to coach you, mentor you. People have poured into me, and and I'd love to pay that forward. Uh, it's not easy. You know, I, I knocked on about 5,000, maybe more doors and it's good exercise. You meet a lot of good people, but it's hard work, but it's so worthwhile. So uh, you win and you're kind of like the, the dog that caught the wheel of the car. You, what's next? You know, and so uh, we spent the past month or so putting a team together, researching legislation uh, and getting ready for a busy session. We actually get sworn in January 9th. Uh, I was always told that you get sworn in so you can get sworn at, um, but uh we, uh, we get sworn in January 9th, and then the work begins there. It's a 40-day legislative mm-hmm. session spread from January to March. Uh, so we are citizen legislators. We do our job at the same time. Uh, we're paid about 17000 20000 a year. A, to, a it, yes. it, it, yeah, it's, uh, it's not much. So it's, it's really, truly public service. And then you have your day job on top of that. So um, it's busy, but it's, it's absolutely worthwhile, one of the greatest things I've ever done. Uh, 11 million Georgians, and I get to be one of 180 in the House. Uh, it, it's absolutely an honor. And like your committee assignments, so what, do you know what those are going to be, and or or is that yet to be determined, or how's that going to go? 
Great question. So in Georgia, uh, our speaker, who was uh, Speaker Ralston, unfortunately just passed away. Right. Yeah. And um, uh, one of the longest serving speakers uh, in the United States at the time of his passing. So we just elected a new speaker, Speaker John Burns, and um, close to down where the Savannah area is. And um, he will get sworn in along with the rest of us January 9th. We will elect him as our speaker, and then committee assignments will take place shortly after that. So I've submitted my uh, committee assignments, uh, or requests at least, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I've asked to serve on one of our tax committees. I've asked to serve on education. It's one of those areas that I'm, I'm real passionate about as a dad with, with young kids. Um, and then small business. I, I think that kind of fits along with, with what I do with, with my clients in the community. So um, yeah. ideally we'll, we'll get those and, and we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, and hopefully you guys can continue to have a positive impact on all of that. So Yeah, you know, I'm passionate about small business because 70% of all Georgians uh, are employed by a small business. Uh, so it really is the backbone of Georgia's economy. You know, Delta, Home Depot, Coke are important employers, but uh, 70% of Georgians uh, report to a small business. Yeah, that's a compelling stat um, for sure. And what, what are – are there some specific issues that you know are going to be part of this legislative session that affect small business that, that really kind of um, maybe were in last session that the, are going to be brought forward? Or is there anything specific that we need to keep our eyes on? Well, I tell people, always keep your eyes out when the General Assembly is in session. I think that's the most dangerous time for, for Georgia. Um, hopefully we don't cause too much trouble, but you know, no major issues on the docket that I can think of mm-hmm. as of right now, we operate on a two year cycle. So whatever didn't pass last session would have to be reintroduced and right. have two years to pass this go round. Um, in terms of major legislation, I, again, I think you're going to see us do a lot of, uh, pro business, keeping Georgia competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, I'd, I'd encourage your your listeners and followers, if you've got an idea, you know, it, I serve 60,000 people. And, and frankly, that's where my best ideas come from. I'm, I'm one person, but if I can harness the power of 60,000 who tell me, Scott, you know, this is what I'm really struggling with. Put me to work mm-hmm. and, and let me let me help that for you. I mean, I'm really here to serve you in our community. So, so bring us the ideas uh, and let's get stuff done for you. Folks, Scott Hilton is with us, and uh, he has uh, just been elected to serve in uh, State, House Di- State House District 48, and Scott, uh, uh, all year long, is uh, with South, South State Bank, Senior Vice President, South State Bank. So, Scott, what's the um, uh, what, what do you see ahead economy-wise? I mean, we've all got our own crystal ball, but, I mean, you're again, you're talking to clients as a banker so you've you've got your thumb on the pulse i would think a lot closer than some of the rest of us so what's your thoughts well i'll tell you i I love what i do i love being a banker i I ask my kids what they think i do they think i sit inside an atm all day but um i I tell them it's more like more like (laughs) they think you are an atm right yeah the little r2d2 in the the atm um I actually, um, I tell them it's like Shark Tank. I get to meet with uh, dozens of companies and, and hear what they do and learn what mm-hmm. they do and uh, really be an advisor <laughs> to them. Um, uh, but I love it. I mean, you learn so much meeting with a variety of different companies and a variety of industries. And Atlanta is so diverse in what we do. And there is just 
hundreds of companies. And, and I just love the entrepreneurial spirit. I mean, someone who's willing to risk their own time, capital, money, resources to build something special. I mean, it's an honor just to be, even be a part of that. So, um, yeah, the benefit that I've get is, as I said, at kind of a 30,000 foot view and I get to drop in and meet with folks that are in the consulting industry, technology industry, manufacturing, distri- distributing, you know, and here, and, and there's common struggles across all, but, um, you know, the Fed is raised rates. So right now, you know, rates are kind of in that six and a half, seven percent, you know, which seem high historically. That is, you know, not that high. Uh, it's about kind of mid range. It feels painful right now. Uh, good if you have deposits, right? So mm-hmm. we're, we're finally, you know, getting more than 0.001 percent on our deposits, uh, but difficult if, if you're trying to borrow. And so, yeah, I've seen a lot of folks say, eh, you know, maybe I'll put that project off or I'll, maybe I'll refinance later. Uh, so again, it's having the intended effect that the fed wants is it's, it's slowing the, the economy. So, um, the good news is, I mean, a lot of the clients that I work with are very strong. They built kind of fortress balance sheets and, you know, they've been able to weather out multiple, uh, uh economies. And so I think we'll weather this one. I, I, I'm hoping that it's a, a short duration recession, you know, maybe 23 part of 24. Uh, and then we see rates, you know, ideally start to come back down. And then all your bank locations are here in the Southeast, which I would think is one of the better quadrants within our country in terms of economic performance, because you guys go as far north as Virginia, right? That's correct. So South State Bank is about a 40 plus billion dollar bank. We are publicly traded and uh, we are really across the Southeast. So uh, Virginia down to Florida, over to Alabama, and it's very intentional. Uh, our CEO and, and leadership team said that is the fastest growing area of our country, and that's where we want to be. And uh, we're, we're the beneficiary of that growth and kind of that pro-business growth. Uh, so I, I don't know if you'll see us move much out of that footprint, but but we are growing, uh, uh, just doing the right thing for our clients. You know, we've, we don't take a McDonald's approach, right? Every market is different. We understand that. Every client's different. So They've really given our leadership team and the local markets decision because a, a company here in Atlanta may be totally different than a company down in, in Florida. And so we take a very unique approach to banking. It's I've been at the big banks. Uh, this is the perfect, I tell people, Goldilocks bank I've ever been at. We're big enough to matter, but small enough to care. Uh, so we've got every single tool you and your business would ever need, but we're small enough that I can give you that white glove treatment like a Ritz-Carlton experience. And so... Um, South State's the bank I'm going to be at for hopefully the next 20 plus years. Good for you. And that really is important. I mean, people need, uh, I mean, I think businesses, obviously everybody wants personal service, right? But they also need to be with a bank that's big enough to offer the services that they are going to need, even if they don't think they need them today, right? Yeah. And that's, that's my goal is to grow my clients. So they're so big, they outgrow me, (laughs) you know, but the good news is uh, it'd be, you'd have to be pretty big to do so. I, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's all about, I think all business, it's all about relationships and trust and who you know and sitting across the table and and then delivering value, right? Entrepreneurs are busy, mm-hmm. you know, and they want answers quick. And, and so to bring 20 plus years of public policy and business experience to the table really sets me and my colleagues apart. So, um, you know, I, we're not your average bank. We're not your average bankers. We really, you know, the investment of time with South State is, is worth it. So uh, a concern for for me and and for our clients, uh, especially as the economy maybe looks like it's going to tighten, is 
What happens to loans and, and debt that needs to be either refied or, or, or refinanced? And, uh, uh, you know whether they whether the whether the client can get that done or not, uh, because you know I can tell you, you know, over the course of my career when when we head into these recessions, they always think that they're just going to get their loans renewed and that until they don't, and then they're out there looking for uh, you know uh, another uh, another option. Yeah, you know, uh, so Benjamin Franklin had one of my favorite quotes in regards to banking. He said, uh, when it's uh, not raining, a banker will give you an umbrella. When it starts sure. to rain, he'll take it back. Um, so, I, yeah, I, again, I think this is the time. Recessions are really when your bank is put to test and you figure out who you who your work or the tide goes out and you, you figure out who's swimming naked. And so uh, this is the time you, you figure out who's your true partner, you know, and, and so... Uh, again, if you're taking a consultative approach, you're with the right bank, you know, they're going to work with you through, through tough, tough times and good times. Um, I think the challenge right now, especially on the commercial real estate side is with rates going up, you know, our deals cash flowing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so if you've got a, a multi-tenant property, you know, with, uh, a rent set at X and now interest rates are Y, uh, that's a tough deal to, to get done. And so we're going to have to see a lot of reset on, uh, rents that are going to have to go up. Uh, to match the, the environment that we're in. So, um, but yeah, I, I, again, I, it's, it's who your business partners are. Uh, you know, if you're working with a Fraser Dieter, uh, a South State Bank, you're, you're going to be in good hands through through thick and thin. So, Scott, we, we uh, in our little pre-show chat, we learned an interesting fact about you that we've got to get out there, right? So you're, you've got an interesting quest that you're on. Tell everyone about that. Well, I appreciate you mentioning that. Yeah, I um, a unique individual. I've got a lot of hobbies and, and interests. Um, one that I didn't mention uh, a couple of years ago, I got into pickleball. Uh, oh, really? If you have okay. not checked out pickleball, okay. I'd encourage your listener. One of the fastest growing sports in the United States. Yeah. Big pickleball enthusiast here. So mm-hmm. hit me up, everyone, and I will come play with you. It's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, try to remain athletic and, and love the outdoors, uh, our environment, and um, uh, started several years ago hiking and and um and on a quest to hike the highest point of every state in the united states mm. uh have been able to hike the high point of 38 states and wow. um actually hooked up with a fellow legislator and uh we go out we try to do a big one every year and uh one year it was actually bipartisan it was uh myself a, a democrat legislator and another republican so Wow. Uh, you know, it, it's neat. Uh, you, you look at D.C. and how acrimonious it is mm-hmm. at a state level. And I really lo- I love state level politics because we, we do duke it out. But at the end of the day, you know, it's a lot more bipartisan and, and we get things done. I, when I served in 2016, my very first bill walked across the aisle, said, hey, you're, you're a Democrat. What, what's a good idea you've got? And mm-hmm. he shared it with me. We worked on that bill together and got it done. And, and frankly, that's how business is. Mm-hmm. That's how politics ought to be. Is mm. It's all about just getting stuff done for constituents. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a great campaign picture, John, to have him pulling up a Democrat as they climb the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> up, up on the peak somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah, up in the thin air. Um, yeah, well, well so – Talk about why this, why you started this journey, though. Uh, whether it's bipartisanship or whether it's it's these high, these uh, the high peaks. What what got you on that? Because that's very interesting. Well, there's sort of several journeys I'm on. I'll, I'll talk yeah. about the political one first. I'll tell you, you know, my my 
personal faith is, is very important to me. And mm-hmm. so when I, when I sort of stepped back and looked at, you know, what are ways that I can glorify God through what I do? Uh, and, and politics was one, you know, mm-hmm. we need good, solid folks. And, you know, God had given me kind of the time, talents, and ability to do it. And so that was kind of my way to uh, to, to glorify God through that. Uh, and then on, on the, you know, high point journey, it's, it's just remaining athletic, you know, mm-hmm. try to stay in shape and enjoy the, you know, we, our family loves traveling, uh, and we have three young kids and I love exposing them to different people, different culture, different parts of our country. We live in the greatest country in the world. I mean, mm-hmm. we've got everything you could ever want to enjoy and it's getting out and enjoying it. Uh, and so that's what we're, we're all about. Uh, and I think it makes all of us more well-rounded and able to appreciate each other a lot more. So you've, you've gotten 38 of these peaks or highest points. I guess some of them are not as peaky as others, if I could say that. Right? <laughs> Florida, 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 Florida would be yeah, right. Yeah. So what's the, what's the biggest, uh, what's the most interesting one you've been on? The most interesting one has to be, um, I'm going to, thinking of the name here, Mount Davis is Pennsylvania. Uh, Virginia is the one I'm thinking about. Mm. Virginia, uh, and maybe it's just the time that I was there, it has a very Highlands-type feel to it, and it was foggy. But what's unique about it is there's wild ponies uh, along the entire path up. And so you felt like you were in this mythical kind of uh, scenery. Uh, It was just, it was beautiful, you know, and and you can walk right up to these ponies that are just free-range, you know. uh, uh, And so it's just, just gorgeous, yeah. And where is the highest peak in Virginia? Is that over in the Roanoke side, or it is? Uh, it's over kind of to the west. Um, and gosh, I'm gonna try to think of the name here. It'll it's escaped me right now. Yeah. But that was fun. And then yep. we did Idaho a couple of years ago. And in Idaho, there's a section of it called Chicken Out Ridge. And uh, I'll never forget. It's a difficult hike, uh, but it's a day hike. You can go. It's about a 12 hour hike. And you get up to uh, Chicken Out Ridge and you kind of turn the corner and it's about a hundred yards where you're just kind of moving along a ledge. And uh, I'll never forget the woman in front of me. Um, we're, we're sitting there looking at it. She takes a big swig of alcohol <laughs> and starts on Chicken Out Ridge. A swig of courage. Yeah, a yeah, swig of courage. And she started, and, and she had some choice words uh, while she was on it, but uh, we we survived, and it was it was fun. So, wow, fascinating. Uh, uh, Scott Hilton, uh, South, South State Bank uh, State House Representative and hiker extraordinaire. Wow, what a great uh, story! <laughs> uh, fun life you're living. Congratulations on your great work, um, Scott. Before we let you go, though, we've got to give folks directions on how they can find you if they'd like to learn more about you and your work. Well, you know, I'll, I'll do uh, something unique and not a lot of folks do this. And I, I'm going to offer up my cell phone because I, I want to be as accessible as, as possible to folks. And uh, a lot of folks are, are surprised that I'll do that. Uh, but I'll tell you, as, as much as I publicly give out my cell nobody ever calls me. So uh, you're welcome <laughs> to call me. I'll chat with you. I had one person call me one time and they were shocked that it was actually me and not an admin. So, uh, but my cell phone is 404 404- nine five one eight nine zero two that's the easiest way to call or text me uh, but i'd also encourage you to go to our website it's uh scott hilton ga.com it's scott hilton ga.com you can find my email on there uh, you can email me reach out to me would love to chat with you would love to get your ideas and uh yeah scott hilton uh, i gotta put in a plug no relation to paris hilton so uh just throw it's that too there. bad 
I'd probably be on a beach somewhere. So, yeah. <laughs> Got it. Uh, Scott Hilton, folks. Scott, uh, this has been a lot of fun, and congratulations again on your uh, election win, and uh, keep up the great work you're doing. Yes, sir. Happy New Year. Uh, happy holidays to everyone listening. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, hey, folks, just a quick reminder that this show is brought to you by Frazier & Dieter, and Frazier & Dieter is one of the fastest-growing accounting and advisory firms in the U.S. and beyond. They now have offices in London, two offices in London, right? Correct. Yeah, wow. Um, because Frazier & Dieter serves the emerging needs of their clients as they evolve. They serve clients from the global Fortune 1000 to growing private businesses by accounting for today while advising for the future. Frazier & Dieter invest in relationships to make a difference. For more information, go to FraserDieter.com. Roger, it's a wrap on 2022. Merry Christmas. It is, John. Merry Christmas. Uh, thank you for your friendship over the years. And, Absolutely. Uh, Scott, thank you for joining us on the show. And, and let's hope that 2023 is a great year for all of us. Your lips to God's ears, right? So yeah, let's uh, let's uh, keep it going in 2023. And um, folks, we appreciate your listening to this show throughout 2022 and the years we've been on. We appreciate your support. And for Roger Lesby, I'm John Ray. Join us next year and then the next show on Frazier and Dieter's Business Beat.